Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Also, Premier Ortho, a division of Premier Healthcare, helping people living with injuries and chronic back, spine, or joint pain to get back on their feet. Premier Ortho, 333-1933. Online at mypremierortho.com. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. And today we're going to talk about fall tourism in Indiana. Uh, with us in the studio are Vicki Bassman, Chief, Interpretation, Chief of Interpretation for Indiana Department of Natural Resources, and Jane Ellis, Director of the Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau. We're pre-recording this program because it's Fun Drive Week, so the only calling you can do today would be to call and make a pledge. Which we to, encourage you we, to we do. We do encourage you to do that, but you uh, can't call the program today. You're just uh, going to be able to listen to this fascinating conversation that the four of us are going to have about tourism and Southern Indiana. And hopefully you'll find it so inspiring and moving that you'll pick up the phone and, 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 and call and make a pledge to right. say this is a great show. That's right. We know they will. All right. Well, Vicki, you're chief of interpretation for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources. Yes, I am. Can you define what that job entails? <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I get asked that question a lot. <laughs> Um, we used to call the people who worked at nature centers at our state parks naturalists, but um, the current uh, professional way to talk about people who interpret the resource are interpreters. And interpreting the resource could be everything from the dunes up at the dunes uh, state park to the Pioneer Village at Spring Mill or the working hay press down at O'Bannon Woods or the canyon right here at McCormick's Creek, which is close by. So an interpreter helps the visitor understand why the place is special. They mm -hmm. interpret the specialness of the resource for the visitor. Just to sort of set the, uh, the stage here, how many parks are there in Indiana? We have 32, 32 state, state park state and parks. reservoir properties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we also help out with the two forestry properties that have nature centers as well. Okay. And we have several within the uh, this our listening area here. Mm -hmm. Of course, Absolutely. the closest to Bloomington are uh, be McCormick's Creek over mm -hmm. in Spencer and Spring Mill down mm -hmm. in Mitchell. And, and of course, County. Brown County and Brown County State Park. And uh, Jane Ellis is here, the director of the Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau. So, Jane, how's the fall been in Brown County? The fall's been fabulous. It has it? It has. Um, even today coming over, we still have some beautiful colors still mm -hmm. left on the trees. It's like the red ones are just coming out now. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, we get the phone calls. When are the leaves going to peak? When are the leaves <laughs> going to peak? And we have a, a leaf cam, actually, so people can watch it. And a lot of falls, it's kind of been over. It used to be Halloween, mm -hmm. brought the leaves down, mm -hmm. and we're not seeing that. So it's been a fabulous fall in Brown County. Mm -hmm. So you've had a lot of people that have been uh, we have. coming in. I know it's always, it, it sort of swells from that small Nashville to a very large community. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw it uh, probably about two weeks into September. I said to somebody, October came early this year. You know, they laughed because mm -hmm. it comes the same time every year. <laughs> right. But the 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 foliage and the fall weather, Mother Nature really has a, a positive hand that when it's nice outside, mm -hmm. it's nice in Brown County. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I know, you know, Brown County has had a couple of uh, setbacks in the last couple of years with a couple of um, major attractions that are no longer there, the Little Nashville Opry and, and the Brown County Playhouse. What uh, Have things popped up to sort of take their place? We have. Actually, the Brown County Playhouse is back online now. Uh, we had a group uh, come together and take that over, forming a non-for-profit theater group, um, and they've been able to get performances in there for the fall. We also have the Palace Theater of Brown County um, that has been in the area for a number of years, and they were able to fill that void. Um, we have some new things online as far as cafes, that um, music. There's We have a lot of performing arts as well as the visual arts that sometimes people don't think about. Um, and it was one fall evening. I was walking from one end of town to the next, and you could hear music coming from this coffee shop or this cafe or up at this restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's nice. And then we have outdoor adventures new as well. We've got two sets of zip lines that are have come online. So. Oh, really? That's great. Yeah. What about the property that was the paleo or the ski? The ski world. Yeah, ski world. 
That um, has been purchased, and it's under development. I think at this point in time they're looking for investors, but there are plans to develop that from a private individual. Into what? A village. Um, they want to put uh, housing in it housing, as well uh-huh. as like a doctor's office, kind of a self-sustaining little village. Mm-hmm. Yes, suburb of Nashville. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah there you yeah. go. All right. Um, I, I want to ask a little more about Brown County because the it, it is such a – not just a regional tourist attraction, but it's sort of an international tourist attraction. Um, do you have statistics that would show where people come from when they come to visit the We county? have a very sophisticated system. We have an awesome map in our visitor center, and people come in and stick a pin in it <laughs> where they're traveling from. Um, and it's amazing to see. You know, you, you expect the cluster around, you know, the Midwest mm-hmm. and the surrounding states, but we do have a lot of international travel. I think when you think of a destination of Brown County that's a small town, you don't think about a lot of international travel. Mm-hmm. And I think we have the university to thank for that as well. I mm-hmm. think that they bring in a lot of that. But we do see a lot of international. Mm-hmm. You know, that rem- Earlier when you, you were talking, I was thinking about um, you bring people in, as you said, from all over. And I wonder how much cooperation you have with other um, convention and visitors bureaus in the area. I, you know, I think about Mike McAfee here in Monroe mm-hmm. County, who mm-hmm. is juggling all the IU activities. And Absolutely. do you need to cooperate? So, you know, you guys kind of plan? We do. Um, it's always funny because we always say we have to go out of town or out of state sometimes to see each other. But we do have a good relationship <laughs> with Bloomington and Columbus. Yeah. Um, about two years ago, we collaborated on Arts Road 46. And it's um, it cl- it's a collaboration to bring the three towns together on an art experience. And whatever, you know, the university brings in, they bring in sporting events. So they're always working together on overflow. Um, and October is nice because it's the kind of time that we can repay those favors that they do for us because we can draw people in in the October mm-hmm. uh, and then they spill over to We've had weekends to where Bloomington, Columbus, and even like Franklin and Seymour have been sold out as well. I bet that's right, between ball games and, mm-hmm. and all the activities that yes. you have going on in Brown County. Mm-hmm. And the parks, they run special activities too, right? We were talking, um, there's a very special event. Absolutely. Um, the month of October has gotten to be maybe our highest visitor number really? month. Um, all of our properties put on some sort of a special Halloween or Halloween or Fall Fest festival during one of the weekends in October, and they're spread out. Um, People can find those events on the DNR website, and the special events for 2012 will be posted soon. But um, throughout October, every single property puts on something, and it's also a collaboration with the nearby community, and I know that Nashville helps out with the Brown County, who just had a haunted trail that was highly successful. And um, there's usually campsite decorating, there's kids trick-or-treating in the campgrounds, there's costume contests, and just about everything you can imagine, pumpkin carving for the kids. And and the people um, just seem to love this time of year. Our campgrounds are sold out almost every weekend in October. Wow, really? You're listening to a special um, Fun Drive edition of Noon Edition. I, we have two guests in the studio, Vicki Bassman, Chief of Interpretation for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, and Jane Ellis, Director of Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau. Can't call us today to uh, participate in the program, but of course you have every opportunity to call and support the station during this hour that we're talking about tourism in southern Indiana. Vicki, I wanted to ask about the parks. You said there are 32 different Mm-hmm. Parks. Um, how many of those have lodge facilities? In the- um, we have lodge facilities at uh, nine of our properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you're lucky to have two of them so close by here, the Canyon mm-hmm. and McCormick's Creek and the Abe Martin Lodge at Brown County State Park. And they're both um, wonderful lodges that are great places to uh, – you know, in my job, I travel the whole state. And I don't mm-hmm. always get to stay in a lodge because of wherever I am. But um, – when I do get to stay at a lodge, I just think this is so special to be able to walk out of your hotel room and you have, you know, a thousand acres to go mm-hmm. play in mm-hmm. and you don't get that anywhere else. So um, they're they're wonderful assets to right. the park system. Right. Oh. You know, we're talking about fall right now, but what about winter camping? Do you allow winter camping in state parks? And, and, you know, do many people take advantage of that opportunity? Absolutely. The campgrounds are open year-round. And what's interesting is our northernmost properties, Dunes and and Pokagon, 
seem to attract more winter campers. And I think that's because they tend to have more dry snow. So it's Uh fluffy snow. But it's um, a big thing for scouts, Boy Scouts, to get their winter camping um, badges. And so you see a lot of winter camping. But all the campgrounds are open. Um, Most of them do have at least one heated restroom facility, shower house. And a lot of people, especially that have motorhomes or, Mm -hmm. you know, trailers still come and camp. They're not, it's not as full, obviously, Mm -hmm. but hardy souls are different experience though. And and really kind of special, I'm sure, as far as, you know, really getting that feeling of being out in nature. And I'm sure it's lovely. We have some families that they will come and all gather at the campground. They'll get a, several campsites together, and they actually fix their um, Thanksgiving meal in a campground. Everything's done over the fire or, you know, in the, in the, the turkey fryers that you can oh, yeah. set up. And, and you don't burn fun. your house down by doing it that way, too. That's, <laughs> yeah, so you got that going for you. You don't set off the smoke alarms. No, your own garage doesn't catch on flames. Yeah, okay. We That's actually good. have a group um, of gentlemen that come every year for the Super Bowl. And they make it a tradition, uh-huh. and they camp in the park, in the Brown County State Park, and they bring their satellite dish, and they no watch way, the Super really? Bowl, oh and gosh, they set up an weird. amazing spread. Wow. They take up probably four or five sites, and they're self-contained, and they just have a great time. That's amazing. Sounds like a newspaper story to it me. It does. Right yeah, down yeah, and really down. Does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I learned so much on this show. <laughs> we'll all uh, go join them. Yeah. yeah what a I wanted to ask about uh, also this in the state parks. You know, we in Bloomington, uh, the Parks Department puts together a, uh, a study to see, you know, what, what are the uses that people want the parks uh, strategic plan, I mm-hmm. guess. And, right. and linear parks w- was far and away the thing that people wanted in Bloomington. And so we've got the Beeline Trail. And I wonder, does the state do that kind of thing to see how how you might want parks to be? Do you survey your to, users to, to see, see what yeah, do they want what, more what do they want of? next? Yeah. Want, Oh, yeah, we certainly do. We always have comment cards out. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did actual surveys. Um, we were pleasantly surprised to hear that a lot of them just said they love them just the way they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And y- there's always that mix, too, that the more you develop, then the less you have that quality outdoor experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the big growing thing right now are the mountain bike trails. And Brown County happens to have what's become maybe one of the very best mountain bike trails in the country. And uh, it was a cooperative venture between the DNR and the Hoosier Mountain Bike Association. But that seems to be something that the users are wanting in more places, Mm -hmm. our mountain bike trails. Um, There's always folks that want more lodges and more inns. Um, we don't have any on the docket right now. Those but. just cost some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the state doesn't have a lot of money to spend right now. Right. Things, yeah. I guess. Well, since we have both of you, to, and Brown County is so close, I do want to talk more, some specifics about the park in Brown County. Um, I was just out there for a meeting, and it always strikes me when I, when I come in – uh, off the off of forty six, how long it actually takes me to get to the lodge, and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a beautiful drive yeah. to get in there. But um, can you talk some specifics about that park? How large is it? And well, it's the largest state park in Indiana, mm-hmm. and I believe it's just under sixteen thousand acres. Mm-hmm. Um, new, the A Martin Lodge has added an aquatic center that's probably older than I think. It might be four years old by mm-hmm. now. Um, and I think with uh, the what, nature center. What does that include, the aquatic mm-hmm. center? It um, has a zero-entry pool. Oh, yeah. You can, and there's mm-hmm. a hot tub in there as well and a big slide. So it's uh, a year-round it's thing? Year it's year-round. It's enclosed. It's, enclosed. it's, it's all enclosed. Oh, okay. Absolutely beautiful. Glass enclosed mm-hmm. so you can look out, you know, around the scenery as well. Um, and that's been very, very popular. You know, even from a local level, people wanting to go just use the aquatic center. Oh, sure. Um, but the, I know that the interpretive services are one that's always popular for families visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the mountain bike trails, I don't mm-hmm. think this is total public yet, but Brown County is getting ready to those trails receive um, the designation from the International Mountain Bike Association mm-hmm. as an epic destination. Wow. So it's public now. It is. It is. <laughs> epic. Yeah, wow. It out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a now, little known asset. Aren't there horsemen? Aren't there still horse trails mm-hmm. in the Brown County State Park? There are a lot of horse trails in the Brown County, and there's a horseman's campground that a lot of people don't even realize because it's back. It has its own entrance. It's the, it kind of in the southern. It's back uh, by story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's near it's story. back by story. Mm-hmm. And it's very popular and has been there for a long, long time. So mm-hmm. they have their own set of trails. 
um, that are for horses only, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Actually, they have a trail that connects to the Storing Inn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you go out, especially in the fall, it's a really neat time. You go out to the Storing Inn, which is this great village anyway, and then you see a lot of horses and a lot of Harleys and then just yeah. your car and your travelers. So it's a really – it's a diverse diverse yeah. time out yeah. there. I think uh, we all we all think about Brown County in the fall and, you know, we're doing a fall tourism show even though it's November now that we're, we're on the air. Um, but I know that you work very hard to make Nashville and Brown County a destination all year round. So I wondered if you could sort of take us through kind of a calendar of, you know, what's big and – January, February, and then what happens during the springtime and then the summer and okay. Coming. December's got a big, big too though for we Christmas do. shopping. Oh, sure. yeah. mm-hmm. um, we we, we can start do. in December. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that's a good time to start. We do have we do an annual holiday open house the day after Thanksgiving to kind of kick off our holiday season, um, and that falls right in through Christmas, leads into Martin Luther King weekend. Um, we do the Brown County Winter Hike. That's a partnership that we do with the state park. Um, in fact, I was at a meeting this morning. We've brought on a run now this year, and we're partnering with JL Waters is going to come out and help with it, as well as the Indiana Running Company. So oh, nice. that'll be a nice addition because people do want to still get out into the, in the winter months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, February, Valentine's Day. Um, mm-hmm. March is a little slow, starts picking up with spring breaks. Uh, but the springtime's beautiful when you think about all the red bud trees, all the colors that you see right now with fall foliage. You can just flip that into spring spring blossoms. We have a back road studio and garden tour that goes on. Um, that goes on in June as well as in the Oct- month of October. Uh, log cabin tours. We've got a, a different um, historic homestead tours. There's a lot of house tours that you can go out or secret garden tours mm. as well. Um, the summer picks up, of course, with the kids out of school. That's always a nice time. So we see a lot of family travel. We have the um, A. Martin outhouse race that happens in September, and then we just kind of fall right into the fall. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the artist colony uh, idea, mm-hmm. too. I remember, again, once – it's been a few years ago now. I, I was in Nashville for breakfast at – I think it was the Hotel Nashville or mm-hmm. someplace downtown. Anyway, um, there were a bunch of people sitting in this long table, and I was told, well, those are the artists. The artists. They come in and they just meet. It's like every Saturday morning. They just meet and have breakfast. And it had been – this was in the spring, and it, it had been really, really cold, so they hadn't been there for a while, and there was a really big crowd that day. Mm-hmm. But it – I think we lose sight of the fact that Brown County was sort of founded as an artist colony, and there's still a whole lot of art that goes on there. There is. Um, you were at the Artist Colony Inn having breakfast. Exactly. And every Saturday morning yeah. they get together in there. Um, and we're fortunate to have a number of different art organizations. We've got the Brown County Art Guild, the Art Gallery. Um, we've got the Art Alliance. And they all put on events and bring a unique draw to the area. Um, and I think that the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau went through a rebranding a few years ago because we were the art colony of the Midwest. Um, we went through a rebranding because how can you have the largest state park in Indiana and not talk about the, the scenic aspect mm-hmm. of it? So uh, we rebranded Arts, Nature, and Adventure. And it's really brought kind of a new light. Um, we still have, you know, the history of the art colony that we were 100 years ago. But we have, you know, we've got over 150 artists in the area. Um, uh, the newest addition to the downtown area, Larry Spears, who's also one of been designated through the state as an Indiana artisan, just moved a place in town. Um, with that, you can actually go in and do some raku pottery, some more hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got through the program through the state of the Indiana Artisans Program, Brown County has the biggest concentration of Indiana artisans in the area. Well, of course, there's the TCC. Yes. T.C. Steel Historic Site. Is that something, mm-hmm. Vicki, that uh, is under your... Actually, it's not. The um, T.C. Steel is part of the State Historic Sites, which are another division. And they're together with the uh, State Museum. So they are their oh, okay. own entity. But we certainly partner with them a lot on a lot of things. So 
they're kind of a sister division, but kind of mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah, it makes as well. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the wildflower foray is mm-hmm. a springtime event in April that bring in the parks, the different yep. parks in TC Steel, and that's yep. a neat time to get out and mm-hmm. um, you see see what's in bloom, but you also get to learn how to identify them, which is right. not an easy task. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't think so. It's a it's a hobby that people keep with it for is. years and years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to remind our listeners that, that you're listening to Noon Edition. It's a, a program on fall tourism. Vicki Bassman, Chief of Interpretation for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, is with us today, as is Jane Ellis, Director of the Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau. And, of course, Mary Catherine's here. It's a pre-recorded program because it's Fun Drive Week, um, so you can't call us today unless you're calling to make a pledge, and we would certainly encourage you to do that as well. Um, let's turn back to, to a few other parks because you were mentioning, um, Vicki, some different um, – I, I can't remember. You were talking about the the mill at Spring Mill mm-hmm. and yeah. various other things that you know. Some of which I was familiar with, and some of which I, I wasn't. So for those who aren't from who don't get out enough, who, who don't get out <laughs> yeah. enough like me, uh, <laughs> sure. could you could you just sort of point out a few of of the things that you think are really special? I know there are thirty two different parks. So state? yeah, just oh, uh, just I mean you, you can pick. This could be can, the rest of the program. Well, it could be. I'm sure, but uh, take, I, pick I and can choose. highlight a few things that actually aren't even too far away that might be a little bit unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is this restored hay press at O'Bannon Woods State Park, which isn't that far away. Is that o- down in Corridan? Or? It is. It's right outside of Corridan. And O'Bannon Woods uh, used to be a part of the Harrison Crawford State Forest, which is a huge uh, state forest. But um, Judy O'Bannon got this uh, hay press. Um, she located a hay press that was from an old-time um, business venture in Indiana where they had a way of actually pressing the hay into these gigantic hay bales. It's oxen-powered, and so Bannon Woods, that's one of the unique things that the interpreter down there does is he takes care of a pair of oxen named uh, Forrest and Gump, actually. <laughs> and so that's a unique thing to see uh-huh. is the hay press down there. Of course, up north, we have the toboggan up at uh, Pokagon State mm-hmm. Park, and that's a that's a very popular thing to go see the, the to ride on the toboggan ride. Mm-hmm. The dunes, of course, the people often think, oh, the dunes, that's just a bunch of sand up there. But it's got the most uh, biologically diverse um, ecosystem of all of our state parks. Um, it's incredible. Is there the there's shoreline? On, I mean, the dunes Absolutely. is on the lake. So. Yep, shoreline. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also habitat inland, too, that's mm-hmm. uh, oak forests. And uh, another park that's um, fairly new that has a big event coming up this weekend is um, Prophetstown State Park, right outside of Lafayette, Battleground, actually. And the 200th anniversary of the Battle of Tippy Canoe, which was seen as sort of the tipping point going into the War of 1812. The anniversary of the 200-year anniversary commemoration event is this weekend up at Prophetstown State Park. Mm-hmm. So I, those are very, very different um, parks. They're all unique and they're all different. Mm-hmm. I would really recommend people who know the value and enjoy our state park system to get out and see all of them. What is our newest state park? Prophetstown. Prophetstown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Prophetstown State Park up outside of Lafayette. Okay. The so newest. A, another fairly yeah. new one is Charlestown down on the Ohio River. And uh, Charlestown is uh, sits right on the Ohio River and um, has a beautiful campground, hiking trails, and it's being developed little by little each year, a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. Vicki, you know, I know that uh, Forrest and Gump have to eat, <laughs> and the toboggan needs upkeep, or the toboggan slide needs upkeep. You know, in this economic Economy. situation yeah. and state government, um, you know, Oh, everything's up in the air. Yeah. Do you just wake up with a big knot in your stomach every morning, or, or you know, what? How how do you get your funding? And and you know, are things in danger of going away? Well, you know that that's a good question. I we've watched some other states that have had to close their state parks. Um, some of them, if not, you know, quite a few of them, and we have not had to do that. We've managed to. Um, cut back wherever we can. All of our parks remain open. All of our parks remain with all their toboggan slides running and hay presses <laughs> operating. And it hasn't been easy. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, some loss of positions and other people have had to you know, work hard to make up for those losses of positions. But um, we're, I'm really 
proud of all the DNR family for what they've done to get us through this hard economic time. It's been a team effort, and Mm -hmm. so far we're doing good. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Now, in uh, Brown County, Jane, you talked about how the fall was really good. Have you seen the effects of the economy? And if so, you know, how is it? How has it sort of uh, presented itself? We haven't seen necessarily a decrease in traffic to the area. Um, through the summer, we saw people in town, um, a lot of people like maybe eating ice cream cones but not really holding shopping bags in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that through the fall, we've seen a little bit of increase in people actually spending their dollars in shopping. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a very very challenging time right now to be a retailer. I do not mm-hmm. envy those folks that need to try to, yeah. you know, capture that. And do your retailers stay open throughout the winter for the most part? We have a percentage that do. Um, on the weekends, we're almost everybody's open through the winter mm-hmm. months. Um, mm-hmm. But we do have at least probably 30 percent of the stores that are open seven days a week year round. Wow. Have you had a lot of turnover in retailers with the economy? I mean, We I'll- have... I'm not certain. I think the economy plays a part of it. Um, But I also think that sometimes people come to the area and they see all these shops and they see all these people on the streets. Um, I joke sometimes and say it's kind of like we have a retirement retail community because people have retired and they want to maybe open a business, you know, kind of a hobby type business. And then it's very challenging. Um, And sometimes it's a little bit more than retirement really people want to do in retirement. Right. But you, you, there are some businesses that have been there for a really, really long time. We do. Too. We have it. Yes. I mean, you look at the, you know, like the Trilogy Gallery, you know. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be able to grow up in Brown County, and that's just been a stable, you know. I, I don't know Brown County without the Trilogy Gallery. <laughs> right. um, so you're homegrown, too. I am. <laughs> I am. I, I love the place. I left for a few years, but was able to come back and had a greater appreciation for it. Yeah, okay. Neat. We just have a couple minutes before we take our break, and I, I don't think we can talk about uh, tourism in southern Indiana anymore without talking about French Lick a little bit. Okay. And I know it's not uh, under either one of your wings, but I guess I wanted to ask you, Jane, I mean, since since the hotels have been renovated at French Lick and since the casino opened and, and there are a lot of businesses down there, has that had an impact on the kind of people that you see in Brown County or has it helped you, hurt you? I don't think we've seen much of a change. I think that the gambler is a little bit of a different clientele of what we see in Brown County. We're a little slower paced. We don't have all the bells and whistles and a lot of nightlife going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So at first, we were kind of curious as to what it would be when they opened up and when West Baden opened up. You know, we get a lot of people in the visitor center curious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have a, a very good relationship with them. You know, we've got our information in their hotels and they have information in, um, on Brown County. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also been a little bit of a movement for some mountain bike trails to expand in that area Mm -hmm. um, through the Hoosier Mountain Bike Association. So it's really not that far away. And once you hit the southern part of the county and you think about it, everything's fairly close. And it's always a a really pretty drive. I was going to say, and it's pretty getting around from place to place. So it's, yeah, it's a nice trip. We have a, um, we're based here in Bloomington. WFIU is based in Bloomington, but there's actually a uh, transmitter, I believe, in French Lake and Mm -hmm. there are several all over the place. So, so this radio station goes – probably you have a park. Uh, there, there, It probably reaches almost every park that you mm-hmm. have in, mm-hmm. in the state. But French Lake has just become such a big item uh, in terms of tourism in the state. I figured I ought to mention that yes, before yeah. we get to, to our break. But it's time for a break now. Let me remind you that you're listening to a special uh, edition of Noon Edition. It's a fun drive edition. We'll be back with Vicki Bassman and Jane Ellis after a short break. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville, information at smithville.net, and from Premier Ortho, online at mypremierortho.com. You can take WFIU with you by downloading podcasts directly to your PC, Mac, or MP3 player. Programs such as Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, and short features like Kinsey Confidential, the Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz, and Play and Opera Reviews are all available on demand. Pick them up at WFIU.org. 
And have you heard WFIU's news features? The WFIU News Team brings you expanded and in-depth reports on topics affecting South Central Indiana. Catch the Friday feature just after 8.30 during Morning Edition, just before Noon Edition, and at 5.45 during All Things Considered. They're also archived on our website, WFIU.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times along with Mary Catherine Carmichael. Today we're talking about fall tourism and, well, actually winter, spring, and summer tourism as well. We decided to expand <laughs> the topic right. a little You're bit. We just, and, yeah, we're bigger than that. And yeah. not just southern Indiana, but all of Indiana. That's so we're right. Talking, we're talking about tourism with Vicki Bassman, Chief of Interpretation for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, and Jane Ellis, the Director of the Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau. You can't call us today uh, because we're doing this as a special fun drive edition, and we're pre-recorded. So uh, they can't call us for free, but they could call and make a pledge. They, they could call and make a pledge. That would be nice. Of That'd them. be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we want to talk about a few other things here in our last half hour. One is the uh, holiday stuff coming up. It's uh, we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up in the next uh, six to eight weeks. Lots of programming. Lots of yes. programming in the. In Brown County, let's start with Brown County and Nashville. We do. The holidays is always kind of a special time because you think, you know, Dickens Village. That's kind of what when you enter into Brown County. That's kind of what you, that feeling conjures up inside. Um, and we kick off our holiday season um, the day after Thanksgiving with a holiday open house. That's when Santa comes to town. Um, we have a holiday train that runs through town that's free. Um, so you can go and we've got lots of Christmas lights that are up, a Christmas tree walk on the courthouse lawn. We have new for this year, we have a passport promotion. And if you think about all your um, rewards kind of programs, Mm -hmm. this is a twist on a rewards program. So if you spend the night, shop, eat at a participating business, they stamp your passport for you. You can bring that passport into the visitor center um, and redeem it for a chance to win an instant prize. We have a great big wheel that you can spin the wheel. Um, and the prizes are handmade gifts um, from nice. some of our local artists, um, little mug rugs, little bud vases, some apple butter. In addition to that, it also goes into a drawing for a $500 giveaway and an overnight a getaway, Brown County getaway. So that kind of fuels our, our holiday season as well as events. Um, we've got a chocolate walk that the Humane Society puts on. Um, we have Believe Brown in Brown County is the show at the Palace Theater. The Playhouse will be having some holiday shows as well. So it's, a, it's an interesting, it's fun. Santa's there every weekend in carriage rides. Jane, you should probably give your um, web address so people can, you know, it's, it's, this is a lot of information really fast. Thank you. Browncounty.com um, is our website, and you can go there and, and get a complete list of events. And throughout the year, anytime things are added, that's the most up-to-date resource, and it's browncounty.com. Well, that couldn't be any easier. That's easy to remember. Yeah, that's Uh, great. Okay, I have to follow up on the chocolate walk. What exactly (laughs) is that? Um, You purchase a ticket, and you go to, it comes with a little map and a, a card, and you go to each business. It's usually in retail businesses, and they have a chocolatier in-house, and then you get to sample the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, there, it's been a very successful event, and in the summertime leading up to it, you will see Chocolate Labs walking around town, all <laughs> the tickets. Um, so it's a great fundraiser for the historic, or the Humane Society. Okay. And I also wanted to mention the the CD that I know I bought maybe mm-hmm. 10 years ago, the Brown County Christmas. Are those mm-hmm. musicians still around, and do they do anything during mm-hmm. the holiday season? They, I wish they did. <laughs> Ms. Slats, if you're listening. Um, they um, they just did a, actually a fundraiser. Or a, a, John Franz is a gentleman that always has sung on the street, and they just did a, a performance for him last weekend. Mm-hmm. But they don't do their holiday show anymore. Oh, we really bad. miss them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's expand out to some of the other state parks. What kinds of things do you Coming have? Coming up for Christmas. Um, actually, I ought to mention that the um, parks are all open year-round. I think I already mentioned that the campgrounds are, but mm-hmm. I, I, that takes a lot of people by surprise. They think of a park as only something that's open in the summer. 
and um, they all gear up to offer special events um, at Christmas time. And I brought a listing of a few of them that are being done by the interpretive staff. Um, at McCormick's Creek on November 12th, they start off with a holiday um, craft workshop, so helping people get in the holiday spirit and making things. At Spring Mill, November 12th is also a fall craft show. And then Spring Mill uh, State Park in the Village, they have Christmas in the Village, which will be December 2nd and 3rd. What happens there? At Christmas in the Village, yeah. oh, it's all decorated. And then if you've been to Spring Mill, you know that in many of the buildings, the weaver is there and the blacksmith is there. And they'll be uh, showing people, you know, making Christmassy kind of things, what Christmas would have been like back in the 1800s. And it's very pretty, it's, especially if we get a snow. It's uh, pretty magical oh, down there. Say, yeah. uh, Santa Claus will be visiting the Turkey Run Inn. On December 3rd, and a Trim the Tree open house at McCormick's Creek on December 3rd. And this is kind of a fun one over in Mansfield, Indiana, which is part of the Covered Bridge Festival, mm-hmm. Park County, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's an old mill there that um, is part of our division, and the old mill has an old-fashioned Christmas at the Mansfield Roller Mill on December 3rd and 4th. And the last one I'll mention is up at Whitewater Memorial State Park, which is just north of Brookville Reservoir, third largest reservoir in Indiana. Um, Whitewater Memorial State Park has all of their park roads lined with luminaries. Oh, I bet and that's beautiful. you can ride through at night and, and see that. So, wow. again, if people go online to the uh, website for uh, state parks, they can look up special events, and all of these things will be listed, and they could have a December that's just full of things to do. Well, is it Indiana DNR, or what do you go to? Um, yes, they can go to um, in.gov slash DNR, and from there go to the state park website and look up special events for 2011. Okay. Now, yeah. Vicki, um, could you talk about how Indiana promotes the parks? Um, I know, you know, marketing the state mm-hmm. parks has got to be um, – it's, it's one of those necessary evils these yeah. days, I guess, if I can put it that way. Yeah. But but Ohio has state parks and sure. Illinois has state parks sure. and Michigan has state parks. And, and how, how do you, you know, encourage people to come Promote to Indiana? state parks. Um, well, Jane could probably commiserate with this, that we spend a whole lot of time on trying to figure out marketing. You know, mm-hmm. what's working and how are we reaching the visitors? And one of our most popular things that we put out is our annual rec- recreation guide. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, known as the rec guide. <laughs> now, I remember having received that in the mail in yep. the past. Yep, and um, we can still mail them out, although they're also available. If you go into any of our park properties, uh, you can pick them up. Actually, any mm-hmm. DNR property, not just the parks, but forestry, mm-hmm. nature preserves. And in that recreation guide, it has a map of Indiana with all of the DNR uh, properties, it, whether it's state historic sites, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. T.C. Steele. Mm-hmm. And also it will list what they have to offer, whether they have an inn or a campground or a um, water park. uh, Yeah, or hunting or fishing, you know, all the different things are available. So that's uh, and that's given out the first time that that is printed and given out to the public in a large way is at the Boat, Sport and Travel Show in Indianapolis. And Mm -hmm. um, thousands of people come to that. And that's kind of our kickoff for the new year, if you will. That happens um, in February, I believe. And so the recreation guide is given out to thousands of people there. But we also are on the Indiana um, t- uh, tourism blog site, and we have uh, radio spots, and we're in newspapers. Lucky for us, I think, and Nashville's blessed with this too, is that we're, we've been so well established for so many years that I think people just know that Nashville is going to have a lot to offer no matter when you go there. And people yeah. know the state parks have things, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, yeah. you know, I'm thinking toward um, you know February when Hoosiers are kind of desperate to, <laughs> for entertainment. <laughs> so this is great. I mean, I'll just go to either of your websites, and you'll be able to certainly find something that um, you can take your children to or, or, you know, if you're a couple, go together. Um, you mentioned something very briefly, hunting. And mm-hmm. um, it's not my form of recreation, mm-hmm. but I know it is some, for some people. Tell us what's going to be happening this fall in the state parks regarding hunting. Okay. Well, we have a – since our division is state parks and reservoirs, I ought to start out by saying that at reservoir properties like Lake Monroe right, right. here mm-hmm, – 
um, hunting is a year-round activity. We consider the reservoir properties to be multi-use. So they do have hunting and fishing year-round. But on a state park, um, traditionally when they were established in 1916, there was not supposed to be any hunting. Mm -hmm. And most of us probably remember uh, the controversy in the 90s of realizing that there were too many deer in the park. Now we battle too many Canada geese. (laughs) (laughs) And so – uh, we have started to have what they call deer reductions and goose reduction hunts, which are controlled hunts. So um, it's just twice a year when hunters are able to come into the parks and help with the overpopulation of the deer and the overpopulation of the Canada goose. And um, those happen actually the last two weekends of November. So it's coming up. And I do believe Brown County is slated to have deer reductions this year, as is McCormick's Creek. How do you keep people, other visitors who aren't there to hunt, how do you keep them safe during those weekends? Um, Well, uh, some of the properties actually close. Um, If they have an inn, the inn will still be open. Uh And um, they're alerted. Wear orange. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're well marked where where the safety zones are and where the hunt zones are. Yeah. So that's it's, good. Yeah. And then at the at the reservoirs, there's also mm-hmm. there are okay opportunities to hunt there. Is anything year hunted round. besides? Okay, year round. That's what I'm curious about. Year what round. else is hunted besides geese, oh. Canada geese, and deer? In the at the reservoirs, yeah, uh, squirrel, turkey. Um, it's you know it's open for all um, hunting activities like you would find on fish and wildlife properties, private property, whatever. Is it just bow hunting or also? Nope. Guns. Yes, absolutely. It's various yes. seasons. Who knew? Right? Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. No. So on your reservoir. Maybe I need to get out more, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wore that orange shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Some people are surprised by that. They, they, they're they're going to feel like, what? You allow hikers to be here and there's hunting going on. And um, absolutely, you know, it's uh, hunters are very responsible and they follow the safety rules. I have a lot of respect for hunters. Um, They follow the safety rules and they aren't shooting at everything that moves. You know, Um, I would say that that's probably a good time to choose a state park to hike in and get out because it is controlled and you know mm -hmm. where the hunters are. You know, especially in Brown County, there's a number of other trails that you could just Mm -hmm. go hike on Mm -hmm. um, and you may have better chances of encountering a hunter that doesn't realize that you're there. So it's a a very safe way to Mm -hmm. go out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're listening again to Noon Edition. We're having a special pre-recorded program for the Fun Drive, a Fun Drive edition of Noon Edition. Vicki Bassman is here, Chief of Interpretation for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, and Jane Ellis, Director of the Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau. We're talking about uh, tourism, and of course, there's tourism throughout the state. In We're a really putting of ways. the fun in Fun Drive, if you think about we it. We are absolutely <laughs> yeah, so clever. <laughs> Vicki, uh, this. Uh, idea of interpretation again i want to go mm-hmm. back to that and and talk a little bit about some of the uh, people who are interpreters formerly right. naturalists mm-hmm. right in some of the other parks that we might not you know think about absolutely um like i said we have uh, 21 full-time interpreters and up to 60 part-time so the part-time people are more visible in the summer our ranks really swell in mm-hmm. the summer months but Let's just take Brown County State Park, for example. Their nature center is open seven days a week, um, year-round. And one of the things that they do that the public may not see is they take care of a lot of school groups and scout groups and family reunions even will often call up and, you know, could you we, – we're going to have all of our family reunion together, maybe at Thanksgiving or Christmas or in the summer, and we would like a naturalist program. And so they might, you know, gather somewhere in the park and the naturalist will come with uh, whatever it is that they want to hear about. It could be a snake program or it could be a craft for the kids. Uh, school programs are very popular. Day camps are very popular. Um, our interpretive staff is kept busy year-round. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the nature centers are a wonderful place to visit, especially in the winter when you're looking for somewhere indoors but you still feel like you're outdoors. Right. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Mm-hmm. So at this time of year, I – 
think of bird migrations. Do mm-hmm. we have any places in Indiana that you would recommend, you know, state properties, that oh, you would gosh. recommend that people go to maybe see some um, bird species that they wouldn't get to enjoy, um, you know, any other time? Well, absolutely. I'll, actually, I'll tell you one that's that you read about in the paper around here a lot, even though it's not one of our state parks, is the Goose Pond area. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to think that Goose Pond area, all they needed to do was bring back a little bit of that water mm-hmm. that had been drained for so many years, and the birds just come back, yeah. you know, and how did they know that it was there? But um, um, some, of the, some of the best birding properties, um, and I hope I don't make any of my park properties angry out there, but just off the top of my head, <laughs> dunes is a big one. There's a lot of migrating birds that you can see. If you think about the birds having to cross the Great Lakes, Mm -hmm. they're going to stop and eat and kind of fatten up before they make that journey north or south. And so any of your coastal properties like that get a big influx of migrating birds. Um, Any of our lake properties, Patoka, we haven't mentioned Patoka, Mm -hmm. and that's close actually to French Lick, Mm -hmm. is a very good one from birding. Um, Several eagles' nests are being found actually everywhere now that the eagle population is reestablished. But Patoka, um, Brown County now has an eagle um, carpooling eagle trip in the early winter, and um, Turkey Run has a wonderful Eagle Fest uh, program that they do also to see the eagles in the Mm wintertime. I could go on and on about birds. Let me mention one last thing is that actually um, the dunes and Brown County and Clifty Falls are Mm -hmm. all participating in the Audubon Society's Christmas bird count. Oh, Oh, neat. And those happen just the weeks right before Christmas. So you can volunteer and participate in that, right? Yes, they would love it if you volunteered and participated in the Christmas bird count. It's a great way to know how healthy our bird populations are doing across the state. Which I wanted to ask, how is our eagle population? How are are they doing? Our eagle population is thriving, and it's fun to see these eagles um, coming back and living in Indiana again. So um, they you can see eagle nests throughout the state now where, of course, there used to be very few, and at one time there were none. So right, right. Um, that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is neat. Mm-hmm. I'm right. happy to hear that. So let's say you want to go take advantage of some of these. What is, what is the entry at the gate these days? What does it cost to enter a state park? Okay. That actually varies from park to park. Okay. Some of the busier parks will keep their weekend gates open year-round. Uh, Polkhagen is one that is going to have a gate open probably seven days a week because Polkhagen has mm-hmm. so many winter sports. Brown County, I believe, is open their gates in the weekends mm-hmm. throughout the winter. Um, McCormick's Creek, on the other hand, will have their gate closed in the winter. So that would be a time if people wanted to get in for free, they certainly can and go see what the park By is like. By gate closed, you just mean there isn't anybody there but, taking money from exactly. you. Exactly. But you're welcome to enter the park. Exactly. Okay. And and I, I want to give a plug also here that um, sometimes people feel like, well, to go into a park, I have to pay money. And if you think about the fact that it's $5 Per car, you know, if you if you have four or five or six people in your car, and compare that to going to anywhere else to the movies or even mm. you know to just go get a hamburger and a coke somewhere, it's quite a bargain. And if you're going to go repeat times, buy that p- annual park pass, and then you can go to all the parks with one park pass purchase. I used to do that. How much are those now? $36. That's not up much. That's, <laughs> that's up like $6 from 15 pretty, years ago. Cheap. So right. that's pretty so, cheap. Right. Yeah, that's not bad. Right. Well, and, and, nice. and, again, and again, some people think, well, if I buy that at Brown County, it only gets me into Brown County. That's not true. It gets you into all the state parks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can be inspired and go see them all, 32 of them. <laughs> we only have about five minutes to go in the program, and I want to give each of you sort of the opportunity to – to do what you do best, which is sell uh, Indiana and Indiana tourism and Brown County tourism, uh, because there are a lot of options for people, but there also are limited resources that people have now, and they might be looking for places to go that are are closer to home um, than perhaps previously. It's a little more trouble to fly than it has ever been before, um, and you know, so people are, are thinking about options. So, with uh, Brown County, Jane. Um, you know, what are some things that people might not think about when, you know, they haven't been to Nashville or Brown County in 
let's say five years because they've been out doing other stuff and now it's time maybe you want to get them back it kind of seems like we have two different groups of visitors and they're either here for the park and even though the park is only a mile away the entrance they don't realize downtown nashville exists and a lot of our shoppers don't realize that the state park exists that's that close Um, and then you have those who are there for the arts um, so to please come back and visit us, I said earlier, there's a really neat positive energy going on in Brown County right now. We have some new businesses online as far as retail. We have some, uh, you know, more artists in the area through the park systems. They're doing more and more um, interpretive programs. Uh, the A. Martin Lodge has been a wonderful asset with the addition of the Aquatic Center in there. How about fried biscuits? You still got oh, the fried biscuits yeah. working. Oh we, we, and we built on Reason fried enough. biscuits. Yes. Reason enough. Yes, that in itself is, is in the fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. good point. And, and throughout the state, uh, Vicki, the different places, uh, you know, why, why you would recommend Indiana Parks over maybe other parks or – Oh, actually, I think that um, Indiana State Parks are one of the oldest state park systems in the country. We're well established. I mentioned that. When did it start? 1916 1916, as a 100-year celebration Uh statehood in Indiana. Our state park system was set up as a celebration for the 100-year birthday of Indiana. but we're we're more like we're like a destination, you know. We have everything you need inside mm-hmm. of the park, and um, I think that the annual entrance permit makes a wonderful Christmas present, and it really helps for people to explore what we do have in the state. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that Illinois or Ohio or Michigan state no, parks aren't not. good. Of course, well, they but are. you know what? I we have one all. thing that they don't have. Hoosier Hospitality. We do have Hoosier Hospitality. And I think Hoosier Hospitality also, I will give a plug to Nashville, really shines. And one of the things that I hear our interpreter at Brown County often say is he'll have a group come. And it's one of the places where part of the the family that wants to go shopping, they can go to Nashville and go shopping. And part of the family that wants to go hiking, they stay and go hiking. So you really got it all wrapped up there in Brown County. And that's that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we only have about a minute and a half to go in the program. But I I do want to mention also that um, it seems like tourism has just, in general, really blossomed in Indiana in the last few years. I mean, we hear about Nashville and Brown County, and well, we should, and we hear about the state parks, and well, we should. But there are a lot of other smaller communities that are trying to capitalize on this, and it just seems like almost every community in, in Indiana has something that they are inviting people to come see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that people are starting to realize the economic value of tourism Mm -hmm. and that it's not, you know, it it does drive your economy. It provides Mm -hmm. jobs in Mm -hmm. your restaurants and your hotels and Mm -hmm. people are buying gas and it is uh, a big economic driver. What's your your number that you use in Brown County? Do you have a, like, a dollar amount? Yes. We don't. don't. We we kind of look to the state on that, but we figure we see about three million visitors a year. Uh So three million visitors. Mm -hmm. How many visitors go to the state parks every year? I don't have a number on that right now. Now off the top of my head, right. but it's well, millions. Well, I know that Mike McAfee from the Convention Bureau here, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to think of the number, but there's a multiplier effect that every visitor that comes here uh, will spend X amount of money, you know, in the, in the restaurants, the gas stations, the, the shops. And so, well, we're, we're out of time. I want to thank uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you, Vicki Bassman and Jane Ellis. Thanks thank a lot you. for joining thank us. Mary pleasure. Catherine, Bob. good to see you. Good thank to you. See you. For our producers, Gretchen Frazee and Dalton Maine, as well as engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Also, Premier Ortho, a division of Premier Healthcare helping people living with injuries and chronic back, spine, or joint pain to get back on their feet. Premier Ortho, 333-1933, online at mypremierortho.com.